Can you, like, shut up? You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios in beautiful downtown Bedabler City, it's Weird Medicine. First and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, a traditional Chinese medicine provider. Gives me street cred, the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my wife, Tacey, and partner in all things. Hello, Tacey. Hello. This is a show for people who have never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website, drsteve.com, for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you're worth a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your healthcare provider. All right, very good. Check out uh, stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all of your shopping needs. The uh, holiday season is coming, and uh, you can uh, just go there and scroll down and buy stuff we talk about, or you can just click through to Amazon. It really, really helps. Thank you very much for using that. One of the things that you can get for one of your uh, uh, musician friends is the Roadie Robotic Tuner. They're very inexpensive for what they do. It's R-O-A-D-I-E dot drsteve.com, or you can just go to stuff.drsteve.com and scroll down. Uh, check out tweakedaudio.com. No clue whether we're still getting anything from that, but the, the link still works. Offer code FLUID will get you 33% off anything that they uh, are selling, and they are a Tennessee company. I didn't even know that until, I think, last year. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. And uh, we're doing Patreon again, so patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Did a live stream for Patreon on the worst medical malpractice uh, case I've ever seen. And uh, just spoiler for that, it's tragic, it's horrendous. Mm. We talked about how it could have possibly happened, what they could have done to prevent it, Mm. and their reaction and the media's, you know, frenzy and all that stuff. So check that out, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Tacey and I will do shows on there as well, but uh, there's exclusive content. And then if we do a live stream... Uh, it will be on Patreon. A lot of them will be on Patreon first, so Patreon gets a, a, a first look uh, at the regular YouTube live streams. 
And uh, uh, don't forget Cameo.com slash Weird Medicine. I dropped my price to $2. Oh, my goodness. No, I'll tell you why. Bargain of the century. No, I'll tell you why. Because I got a million of them. And, Tacey, you're going to laugh at this. I was on the leaderboard, so like if you do more than a few of them, they go, "Oh, you're on the leaderboard." Guess who I was one above? Who? Darcy Silva. Oh no! <laughs> yes. Really? So and you know she has to obsessively be looking at where she is on the leaderboard on Cameo, and it's like, "Well, who, who is this weird medicine?" <laughs> <laughs> so funny. For people who don't know, well, just Google Darcy Silva. You'll know. She used to be really cute, and then she got on uh, reality TV and had way, way, way too much work done, in my opinion. I'm sure she she's very she's happy. She's even had more. I saw a picture of her yesterday. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, um, she was. She li- looks good. She just, you would not recognize her. Yeah. Right. And when they, she and her sister were young before the plastic surgery, they were very cute, you know, and now they're just extreme. And maybe that's what some people are looking for, you know. Mm. But anyway, and no flies on it. Do whatever you want to do. Sure. I'm fine with it. Sure. You do you. Uh, but I thought that was funny that I was one above her. So. <laughs> that is funny. I almost took a screenshot and sent it to you because you're the only person I know that would get that. But anyway. Don't forget to check out uh, Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. Everything going okay over there, Dr. Scott? Yes, sir. Super great. I'm going to need some more uh, CBD nasal spray pretty soon, so I will be placing an order. I went over to Dr. Scott's house the other day, hoping that he might have some just laying around, but he's <laughs> too professional for that. <laughs> I had a secret stash. That's all right. <laughs> check out drsteve.com for all the stuff that uh, we talk about on this show. Including, uh, you can go to stuff.drsteve.com and it has all the, the things like the roadie tuner and and uh, the navage and all those lovely things that you know we have reviewed on there as well. So anyway, all right, very good. Well, uh, it is that time, I think. Tacey, you weren't here last week, so everyone's nope. been missing this. Oh yeah. It's Tacey's time of topics. A time for Tacey to discuss topics. Of the day, or to go Not potty. To be confused with topic time if with you Harrison to go Young, potty. which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now here's Tacy. First of all, I would like to apologize for the breast staring equals exercise. Oh yeah, we covered that. <laughs> um, we covered that. We last fell week. for that, and I. I'm glad that it's not true because I was really thinking the other half of the world was a bunch of perverts. So well, that, that that's true. That has nothing to do with that news story. The fact that men ogle women's, you know, mammaries. You know, whether you think about it, what is the deal? I mean, it's like that's where um, you. Uh, you know, if you were a kid not in the 50s where, you know, breastfeeding was gross and they would, you know, gave us this horrific formula. Um, what uh, what is it about boobs that are just so fascinating? <laughs> That's I, a good question. I don't know. I don't know either. That I don't know. kind of a weird question. It's, it's some, it has to do with procreation and all that stuff. And yeah. it's like, why are we... The, half the problems of the world are 
that our ancestors couldn't figure out the world, so they had to come up with with some f- framework to make uh, the wor- universe make sense, and we call that religion. And now we got all these different religions, mm-hmm. and so b- because of geographic separation, that we have problems with each other because of that. And uh, that's the old joke of the, uh, you know, don't you, they go by the room in heaven and there's all the Baptists in there and they say, don't don't tell the Baptists they think they're the only ones here. That kind of stuff. There are no denominations in heaven, certainly. Right. So, yep. you know, so we have those divisions. And then the other divisions that we have in this world is the fact that we have this binary existence where we procreate between uh, people with XX genes and people with XY genes. And uh, that procreation drive is, um, it's it's nuts. And so, you know, yeah, I love seeing um, a a large-breasted woman with a small waist and that tit-to-gut ratio and all that stuff. All right, then. So let's go ahead. Fuck off. You're not the whole on the show. You're our our partner. You're the expert in things. Yes, you're the expert on this. You're the only one with with those things. But who... um, you know where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's a good if you question. really I've think never, about I've it. never thought about that a single time. Yeah. Well, same goes. I mean, you know, what do, what do women look like? They don't look at our no. They, they look, look at shoulders. They look at our shoes. Hair. You know. They look at our shoes. Yeah. And you know how I know that? Because uh-uh. at my wedding, my best man forgot his shoes, and I said they're just black shoes. We'll go to Kmart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll go to Kmart. We'll buy a pair of black shoes. You only got to wear them once. So we show up at the wedding, mm-hmm. and um, his wife uh, sees him, and without skipping a beat, where'd you get those shoes? Oh, for God's sakes! It wasn't. Who cares? <laughs> she hadn't seen him five seconds. She yeah. already knew that the shoes were not the shoes that oh, he was supposed to be wearing. Oh my gosh! Not. That, but that's got to be some kind Tacey, of... you can speak to that's that. That's a whole other evolutionary kind of thing. Well, your that, shoes were pathetic when we met. They were really awful. They were not. They were Our, unbelievably terrible. He had great there tennis shoes, as I recall. There were holes in the bottom of them. How, how can shoes <laughs> be... The tassels were gone. Tassels. I took them to the shoe place for him to fix them, and he looked at me like, what do you want me to do? And I just said... <laughs> Do the best you can. And they still looked like shit. And he did the best he could. And so we went on a shoe journey. We've been on a shoe journey for 20-something years now. Shoes. I I, I was trying to think back all those years ago when, uh, because I guess you you wore tennis shoes around the old clinic. That's after... The tassel. That oh, was it okay? Yeah. Oh, tassels. Oh, they, they were removed because I probably yanked them off of there because who wants tassels on their shoes? <laughs> oh, nobody, my God. Nobody cool. If now, they're I, supposed to have tassels, then they need to have tassels. <laughs> I will say that one time I was walking it in Chapel Hill, and I used to drive my mom crazy because I wear these loafers until they were, like Tacey said, they had holes in the bottom. And I wore these shoes. And this is so bad. And I was walking to uh, a bar in downtown Chapel Hill on Franklin Street. And um, I remember this like it was yesterday. I was walking past the radio, television, motion pictures building uh, uh, where the RTVMP department was. And the front 
half of my shoe just fell off. The whole underneath, <laughs> the, the whole underneath the sole was so big that the whole thing just broke off. And he probably wore them the next day. No, I couldn't them. wear them. No, I, I was love like, it. fuck, what am I supposed to do? So <laughs> I uh, just walked around barefoot for a little while, and then I bought some new shoes. So that's what you're supposed to do. You, you wear them until they wear out. Well, when you were streaking, you didn't need shoes, so I can oh, certainly appreciate that. No, that was that. the one thing you did have. That was It was weird, too, because if you're running in loafers and then knee-high socks and you're naked from the knees up, it kind of looks stupid. <laughs> and then, of course, I had, I had on, people who know this, listen to the show, I was also had on a tie mm-hmm. and a Groucho Marx mask. So, anyway. All right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Tacey, we, we did the Mia Culpa for that one. And the other thing I wanted to tell you guys was we almost didn't get to run either one of those shows as podcasts. Because um, I have a um, a cleaner that says, "Do you want to get rid of large files?" And I was running out of space, okay. and I looked at them. I was like, "Yeah, we're not going to use any of those." So it deleted them all. Well, shit! Oh gosh! It was the last twelve shows oh, that goodness. we haven't posted yet, and. But for people who listen to the podcast, we haven't posted. Uh, on a regular basis in some time because I'm trying to get out from under the laugh button and get out on our own. Gotcha, gotcha. And I didn't want to give them any more shows than I had to because they were putting ads on them that I didn't agree to and stuff like that. So so I'm finally got our podcast hosting company to um, uh, transfer us out onto our own so we get to keep the revenue what such as it is mm-hmm. and uh, then I can start putting those shows up well I went to put one up the other day and I couldn't find it and then I couldn't find it and I couldn't find the one after it oh, and the goodness. one after it and they had all been deleted so I was freaking out so last week's podcast was just cobbled together from the files that I did have left over that was basically a published show and uh, I was like, I guess we're just going to have to do that for a while because I, I I really did want the breast story yeah. and then our retraction to get out there. And uh, then um, thank God for Dropbox because Dropbox was backing everything up. And when I deleted it, it went into a deleted file. And they're like, you know what? If you delete something, we're just going to hang on to it just for 30 for days while. just in case you <laughs> fucked up. And I was like, thank God, yeah, because awesome. they were all in there. So I, uh, people who listen to that show, um, I'm going to put a preference on the next or a preface on the next one saying I, I think everything's going to be OK. So so uh, thank goodness we got all those shows back because I've been holding them back for a reason. Right. I, I didn't want to not ever publish them. So anyway. Right all right. Well, cool. thank you. Okay, so Tace, what do you got? German swearing hotline lets callers blow off steam. Mm-hmm. Two German entrepreneurs have devised a way for <laughs> passive-aggressive citizens to blow off some steam. Dial telephone number and give the person on the other end a verbal lashing. Really? You schweinhund. <laughs> the swearing hotline, known as Schwimpfloss, or swear away <laughs> in German. Say that again. Schwimpfloss. Schimpf. Loss. Schiff. 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 Loss. Loss. Hmm. Awesome. 
has operators standing by. I didn't think them little critters even had teeth. <laughs> Seven days a week for frustrated individuals to jeer at and taunt using the most unsavory language they can muster. We don't hmm. judge people who are angry, um, said the person who set up the hotline. It happens. It's natural. With us, you can blow off steam, no strings attached. The creators of the service found inspiration in their own stressful daily routine. The way Schultz sees it, he's doing people a favor by providing a re release of pent-up aggravation and helping to avoid altercations in the workplace or home. Hmm. If you're stressed out at, home, at work, you go home and your partner gets an earful, even though it's not her fault. When callers are not creative in their cursing or find themselves tongue-tied, operators on the hotline prod them by saying, that's the third time I've heard that today. Is that all you've got? The service costs $1.49 yeah, per minute. And they feel that's completely justified for getting everything off your chest. It's a bargain. Wow. That is, you know, I bet just, I bet just listening to some of the. <laughs> Those people cussing would be Especially hilarious. Especially in German. That you would, know that's That would funny. be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Let's see. Got that some. is funny. Yeah! Ich will haben die Tonne mit Spielen! Los! Stand in der Fettkarte Spielen! She sounds pissed. It's a kid playing a video game. He's pissed. He's probably saying German gamer words, if you know what I mean. Oh, wow, that's funny. So anyway, I wish we had one of those here. That is so. great. We could, uh, well, we do. 347-766-4323. Feel free. Could call Poo Head. Yep, yep. Weird health news. This woman's hair follicles sprout fingernails instead of hair. Hmm. One day, three years ago, this lady Some named kind of keratosis. What's that? Shania Issam had an allergic reaction to steroids. She'd been given after an asthma attack. The next day, she had a debilitating disease that was eating away at her skin, and experts had no idea what the disease was. They still don't know what it is, but they know what it's doing to her. And what is it doing to her? Okay. Well, let's get there. Oh, For okay. some reason, like she done. produces oh, yeah. 12 times the number of skin cells per hair follicle. It suffocates her skin and makes her follicles grow hard fingernails instead of the usual hair. Mm. This disease has been crippling, and she now has to get around using a cane. Luckily, doctors have been able to control her symptoms, if not solve the mystery. Right now, she's the only person in the world with this illness. Wow. wow. And she's facing the bills to prove it. Her in-state insurance only covers some of her medications and the medical treatment she's received locally. But she has to travel to Johns Hopkins in order to get specialized attention. As a result, she's now a quarter of a million dollars in debt. She set up a foundation to help defray the cost and says, if my condition means me dealing with this to help someone else, I'm willing to go through it. Wow. Jeez. Well, that's insane. And that in the membrane. Time of topics. Very for good. The day. Thank you. Those are good ones. Very. Um, I've got something that's sort of similar to that, huh. except except uh, different. <laughs> um, <laughs> Same set, different. Yes, uh, there are things called uh, cutaneous hair hair splinters, huh. and what this is is a fragment of hair penetrating the skin. Um, 
can grow under the nail. And these people have hair growing under their toenail and it comes out the end of the nail. As they some they got a hair follicle that got turned down and then yeah. under then started growing under the the uh, between the nail bed and the nail. Yeah. So how do they take care of that? Well, you have to Laser remove the nail and get rid of that hair yeah. follicle if you want to get rid of it. Cutaneous hair splinter. Think of that. Isn't that wild? There you go. Never heard tail such. No, I ain't. I ain't never heard tail such. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, you want to answer some phone calls? Sure. Yeah, yeah, and I've okay. got a fluid que- fluid family question. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you want one, it's sure. pretty good. It's actually yeah. a good. What one. you got? Yeah. So uh, I've got an ophthalmology question. Can I reasonably lower my inner eye pressure through diet and exercise, et cetera, without surgery? Um, the uh, I guess the the um, ophthalmologist is wanting to do a iridotomy with um, laser to lower the pressure. Yeah. Eye. So, wow. <clears throat> So, well, I was going to say diet and exercise has been have been shown to help with eye health, but not necessarily. I've never heard of it lowering intraocular yeah. pressure. Um, but eating so a let's talk diet. about glaucoma for a second. Yeah, okay. So yeah. it is increased intraocular pressure. It can be caused narrow uh, angle or wide angle. Mm-hmm. There's two kinds of glaucoma. It just it depends on the mechanism. What's causing the and really, uh, there are eye drops for it, and there are oral medications, but I'm not aware of any lifestyle changes that'll fix that. Not fix because it, it's kind of a mechanical problem more than it is um, anything else. Well, yeah, yeah. in my understanding, you, you you can lower pressure just a teeny bit with like raise elevating your bed your bed like 20 degrees. Sure. Um, and and like I said, exercise and, and not eating diets high in sugars and um, you know processed foods. Can help with eye health, but I've never heard of lowering, actually lowering the pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, this is certainly going to be, or it sounds to me like a medical thing with the, the medications drops and possibly surgeries. Yeah. And and you really don't want to dick around with it because no. when glaucoma causes damage, it it's, can't be reduced. Yeah. And uh, so there are different um, uh, eye drops that you can use. One of them is a prostaglandin eye drop, and that uh, increase the um, outflow of the fluid in your eye that reduces eye pressure. So those are like uh, Zalatan and Lumigan and those things. Uh, there are beta blockers. They reduce the production of fluid in your eye, and that would be like Timolol uh, that is sold as Timoptic. Uh, and then there's the alpha adrenergic agents. These reduce the pressure of the fluid that flows through uh, the inside of your eye by increasing, again, the outflow of flow of fluid into your eye. So, uh, you know, to get rid of the fluid. And that uh, is uh, like bromonidine, uh, and that's alpha-GAN. Then there are other things, uh, carbonic anhydrase inhibitors. And they reduce the production of fluid in your eye. Azopt would be the one that is most, you know, most people are uh, are familiar with. And uh, then the one that uh, came out since I've been doing medicine are the Rho kinase inhibitors, and they uh, suppress this enzyme that is responsible for increasing the fluid in your eye. 
and it's called Rho kinase, and it just, you know, suppresses that. So if you need Rho kinase to make fluid and then you block the, the enzyme, then you don't make any fluid. Right on. And, uh, you know, there are some of the old uh, pilocarpines and those things. Those can only be used in certain types of glaucoma. And some of these eye drops are, you know, absorbed into your bloodstream, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are oral medications, um, and the the main one is that carbonic anhydrase inhibitor, and that can cause, you know, diuresis, you know, frequent urination, mm-hmm. uh, uh tingling in the fingers and toes, stomach upset and other things like Yuck. that. So, so yeah, it's kind of poopy. And then uh, so then the treatments you normally would do laser treatments called laser tri- uh, trabeculoplasty. Um it, it will work if the eye drops don't work. And they just use the laser to improve the drainage of the tissue located at the angle where the iris and the cornea meet and basically mm-hmm. just putting a hole in there right. so that the fluid can flow more freely. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then there's the more highfalutin stuff. So mm-hmm. um, now if you have uh, angle closure glaucoma, that's a medical emergency. And uh, though that you can't dick around with, okay? Mm-hmm. And these people have this thing called a peripheral iridotomy where they put the hole in the iris. And uh, that's a, an, an emergency. Those people will lose their eyesight if they don't do it. But that's, those are the minority yes. of patients. Yeah. All right? Okay. So, yeah, just um, don't f- fuck around with that. Uh, if they're recommending that you do something, um, then, you know, please do it because the glaucoma isn't something to goof around with. Uh, you know, if you have open angle glaucoma, you won't have any symptoms in the early stages. They will, they will uh, notice it when you go in to have your eye exam, which is why you need to do these. And they do a thing called tonometry where they either, you know, hit your eye with a puff of air and look at the resistance or the, you know, the amount that comes back. Uh, you know, obviously if your eye is more gushy, then less will bounce back, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And then, uh, or they uh, will numb it up and actually put a, a probe on your eye and feel it. Gotcha. And then as it gets worse, you'll get patchy blind spots in your side vision, you know, your peripheral vision. And then as things get worse, then you get tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Now, the, open ang- the angle closure glaucoma is the one where you'll get a severe headache, eye pain, nausea, vomiting, blurred vision, halos around. You'll know that you have yeah. it. You'll know you're And sometimes this will happen when uh, people take certain drugs and they didn't realize that they were prone to this. So, okay. Great All question, right. man. All right. Yes, very good. Anything else from the family of fluids? And if you want to no, join the yet. fluid family, we usually record Saturday at 1 p.m. on Eastern. Uh, but it, it, you just got to follow our Twitter at Weird Medicine or uh, go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash at Weird Medicine and just sign up for notifications. You can even join and we do members only events coming up and stuff like that. So it's loads of fun. Cool. All right. Um, and it's a very cohesive group in there. Nothing else from them because we've got some voicemails. Yeah, no voicemails sound good. Okay, sounds good. <clears throat> Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. 
Hello, Dr. Steve. This is Mike from Buffalo. Hello, I have Mike. a question about nosebleeds. Okay. So I'm 42 now. Uh, I've been having nosebleeds since I was in the fourth grade. I forget how old that is. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Well, depends. Yeah, I remember one day in school, <laughs> right. my nose just started bleeding. Depends. For you, maybe and a little, I had to go a little older. Nurse or whatever, because I didn't know what was going on. And yeah. well, just take your grade and add five. <laughs> right. That's, that'll get you. You will have been that age at some point during that grade. So if you're in fourth grade, you'd be nine. Yeah. Story short, a few years later when I was in ninth grade, I had a, such a bad nose. Fourteen. That it wouldn't stop. I had to go to the emergency room. Then I went to a specialist. And the near nose and throat guy, they told me my issue was too close to the brain to be cauterized. Wow. So uh, this was when I was probably about... This is when I was in ninth grade, so whatever, however old that is. Okay, again, 14. Um, <laughs> and then, so they put tubes in my nose for like a month. I was taken out of school. Uh, Good. I had these like, tubes in my nose that had for literally suck. a month. And they took them out, and finally it stopped bleeding. Okay. So, long story short, my whole life they always told me to... Okay, he says that, but that's already not true. When my nose bleeds, <laughs> stop it with a tissue and look up, like lay down and look up. And eventually it would stop. And I've never had a bad nosebleed ever since that when I was in ninth grade, that, however many, that many years ago. Well, sometimes I still get them now as an adult. And one time I got them in a bad situation. I was actually at a wrestling pay-per-view um, when I got the nosebleed, so I had to go into the bathroom. And, you know, it was I really wanted to get back to my seat, so I said, fuck it. Went to the stall, and I blew my nose for the yeah. first time while it was bleeding. Okay. And I didn't know if that was going to do anything bad. And long story short with that, it stopped bleeding. Whenever mm. I got out, I got out in like 30 seconds, and I, then I was able to move on with my life. Okay. So now, every time my nose bleeds, I just blow it out. Okay. And well. it stops within 30. Like I said, the, the, however long it takes me to blow everything out. And then it stops. Okay, I don't know. I mean, this guy's having what sounds like posterior nosebleeds. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, so there are two kinds of nosebleeds, and we call that epistaxis. Mm -hmm. And uh, the anterior ones are in the obviously in the front of your nose on the septum. Okay, that's the, the thing that separates your nose. And there's these capillaries there. And if the, they get dried out, particularly, they will crack and the mucous membrane will bleed and you'll get a nosebleed. And kids have this more than adults do because their septum is smaller and they're gross and they're picking their nose and all this kind of stuff. Yes. Um, at now, the posterior nosebleed is deep inside your nose. That's why he was saying that they said it was too close to his brain. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Um, it will drain down your throat, and so people sometimes will cough up blood. They'll get heavy bleeding. There's lots of blood supply back there. And so when he they put the tubes in his nose, they did what they did to Tacey. You remember when you had your thing, Tacey? Mm -hmm. And they had to take these uh, gauze pledgets and basically just shove them up there. And we have these... Uh, things uh, for posterior nosebleeds that you put up people's nose and it just expands and puts pressure on it. Mm. And then, yeah, you got to leave it there for a long time. And it has to be a material that isn't going to then be stitched into the stuck, nose. Stuck to the nose. So yeah. gauze by itself is a terrible, terrible idea, idea yeah. because, you know, it'll the the blood clot will 
will form into the ga- the matrix of the gauze. When you pull it out, it'll just yank everything out and it'll start bleeding, bleeding again. again yeah. But anyway, um, uh, so Yikes. they'll sometimes use Vaseline gauze or they'll use plastic tubes. There's all kinds of things that they can do. But why, when he blows his nose, it goes away? I don't know. He needs an ear, nose, and throat person to look up into his nose and see what in the hell is going on up there. Wow. And he may just have a deviated septum. Mm-hmm. Now, that that usually causes anterior nosebleeds. But if you think about it, so you have the nasal septum, right? It goes straight back. If you think of a chimp nose, mm-hmm. a chimp nose, if you look at it, they don't really have a nose. They just have a hole in their face. And there's two holes that go straight back and uh, and a cartilage separating the two. That's the septum. Now, in humans, our septum is pretty long. Dogs, it's even longer, a lot of dogs anyway. And if you get punched in the nose, the septum is going to wrinkle. And so it'll be an Mm S-shaped. So it may may be S-shaped toward the right or the left, you know, the first curve. And then the second curve will be... um, uh, you know, behind it, so it'll curve one way for half and one way for the other. Scoliosis of the septum. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's an S-shaped septum. So, mm-hmm. when you breathe, when you pass air past a curved surface, if you remember your Bernoulli's principle, Bernoulli's principle yeah. there will be decreased air pressure on the side of the curve. There will be ra- more rapid airflow because it's got to go a further a, distance. It has to go a further distance in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it'll dry out the septum on that side yeah. and then it will crack and it'll bleed. So right. um, so those are the if you have a deviated septum you may be more uh, uh, prone to nosebleeds. Now maybe his is curved far in the back and that's why he's having these posterior mm-hmm. nosebleeds. But he needs to see an ear, nose and throat doctor. Let them just look up there with a fiber optic scope. They'll spray cocaine in your nose. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Great. And great uh, you'll breathe better than you've ever <laughs> breathed in your life. And then uh, they can look up there and uh, see what the problem is and see if it's something that needs to be fixed. Yeah. You could have a polyp up there or, or multiple polyps. You can have all kinds of crap. Yeah. I was gonna say he might just have something that's genetic. Um, sure, causes his uh, the um, yeah. Just he's got a plexus, very of, superficial uh, blood vessel thing. They might be able blood to, vessels that could just cauterize yeah, it now. now. And maybe back in the day they couldn't. They didn't, didn't have feel technology, comfortable, but now they can. Whatever, however old he was in fourth grade. So uh, recreational drugs can do this. Sure, cocaine okay. will will constrict the blood vessels of the septum to the point where if you use it every day over and over and over again, the blood, the septum will just die mm-hmm. because it has no blood supply. And when that happens, you get a nose in your septum. And those, those people can stick their finger in their nose and have it come out the other side. They can do all kinds of stupid stuff. So they'll end up with a, an actual hole in their septum. Uh, chemical irritants, high altitude where... Uh, the air is just drier because uh, it can't hold uh, moisture like it does down in, uh, say, New Orleans, where it was when I lived down there. As soon as you walked outside, you were soaking wet in the summertime. Uh, and then, like I said, the deviated septum and then nasal sprays, uh, certain nasal sprays like Afrin and mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that will uh, dilate those tissues and uh, constrict the blood vessels and can cause uh, nose bleeding as well. So uh, one thing that you can do with this is just uh, get some Simply Saline. I love Simply Saline. 
It is uh, salt water that's buffered for the nose, and it's under pressure. And you uh, put your head down, spray, stick this thing in your nostril and spray, and then snort it back. You'd think it would be really uncomfortable. Because it's properly buffered, you can't feel it at all. You, you know there's fluid going up there, <clears throat> but it doesn't cause uh, burning or anything like that. And then you can just keep everything moist up there and then uh, blow your nose and get all the lovely, you know, allergens out of there and stuff. It's very helpful for chronic allergies, too. All right? Mm -hmm. You like that one? That's good. All right. Good. good. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um, uh, okay. This is from 2021. Okay. So I'm going in reverse order. We still have some from 2014 to do. If we want to do it. So. Hey, Dr. Steve, this is Boone. Uh, hey, man. Just kind of curious uh, about whenever, I, I guess you say ejaculate or whatever. Yeah. You see it a lot on, you know, porn or whatever websites, real white. Mine's yeah. kind of somewhat yellowy, yellowish, looks like. Yeah. Uh, didn't know if no, it was just what it was landing on or whatever, but uh, holler back, 903. Oh, okay. Hey, man. Yeah, so uh, ejaculate in porn films is often not actually even ejaculate. We had uh, uh, a male adult film star on this show that told us a secret that they sometimes use set of fill to simulate ejaculation, particularly when they're doing, like, bukkake shots and stuff like that. And uh, that stuff is just whiter than white. Now, if you have yellow semen, you may just have old semen. You may need to uh, uh, just uh, clear out the pipes more often. Uh, there is a protein in semen called seminogelin that will... Uh, what it's there for is to gel semen once it hits the inside of the uh, vagina around the cervix. So we very often forget that the purpose of, you know, of intercourse at one time was to procreate. And uh, so when you ejaculate um, into a vagina and there's a cervix there, the seminogelin is supposed to gel and cause the semen to be more viscous so that it won't just drop out when the woman stands up. <laughs> and um, if you uh, leave it in the seminal vesicles long enough, it'll start to gel in there and it'll turn kind of yellowish color and you may see t things that look like tapioca when you ejaculate and that's just basically coagulated semen. So um, so that, that could be what's going on. Okay. Did you find anything else out on yellow semen? I mean, yeah. I guess you could have an infection that could cause yellow semen. Yeah, that would be my only other thought um, prostate infection. But you would think that you would have some other symptoms with that. Um, you know, prostatitis, some sexually transmitted diseases, urinary tract infections will turn semen yellow, but you'd have symptoms with that. Um, you know. So if you have fever or pain when you urinate or when you ejaculate, see somebody. But other than that, it's probably just due to aging. Mm -hmm. All right? Oxidation. Yes. <laughs> All right. Good one. I like old Boone. He's a good He's a good Here's a, uh-oh. Here's a Stacy Deloach one from 2021 that we never answered. 
see. I'm just doing these blind, so. Hello, Dr. Steve. Hey, man. Hello, Dr. Scott. Mr. Casey. What's up? Hey, I may not have enough information for a good question here, oh, but. Well, when's that we'll ever stopped? <laughs> Every once in a while, I can turn my head and my neck will pop. Oh, that's Is a good that one for Scott. more than just like me popping my knuckles or popping my toes? Is... There you go, Scott. That's one for you. Well, it's probably because his head is so big and full of all those brains. Okay, There's just whatever. an enormous it's, amount of weight. Let's answer there. the question, Jesus <laughs> I, okay, I can't say something smart ass. <laughs> no, you can't. Anyway, <laughs> you so what it sounds like is that when he's moving his, his head from right to left, he could have just a little bit of arthritis in his neck. He could have some really tight muscles, and tight muscles will pull those vertebrae closer together. There so you when go. you when you move your head from side to side, it'll snap, crackle, and pop. Now, rule of thumb: what do we not, call it? Not, what, al- not always one hundred percent, but what do we call it when it makes that sort of grinding, grind, grinding, grinding? Uh, crepitance, crepitance. Oh, crepitance. Well, I, 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 well, I know. I, I thought I thought it was grinding. Yeah. It, <laughs> that's what they call it. That's, in grind, that's, that's right, grinding. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, it, rule of thumb: not one hundred percent of the time. But it, as a general rule, if you if you move it once and it pops once, that's normal. If you move it and it continues to pop every single time, then that could potentially be something to to be concerned with. And certainly, if you do that and you have shooting pain, right? That's a major. Well, my my thing is always uh, when I crack my neck, it's always my facet joints. So the facet joints in the neck are where the back of the uh, vertebrae join together, and and they're just sort of little platforms where they sit on top of each other. And there's the smooth surface on the end of that, and it's it's covered in cartilage. Mm -hmm. And then inside that is synovial fluid, just Mm -hmm. like every other joint. Has uh, you know, there's clear, beautifully clear fluid. It's unbelievable how clear it is when it's healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when you uh, when you rub together these things, and you can pop, put enough pressure on them to actually release um, uh, dissolved gas, and it releases all at once into a bubble, and then it gets resorbed. Then that's that's like cracking your knuckles. Right. Popping your neck, same thing. Yeah, that's that's the way I, I I envision it. When you hear that pop 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 when you move your neck. Yeah, and it's not a, and it's not uncommon, Doctor Steve, for for those facet joints because those facet joints approximate. They just they can't they keep the uh, vertebrae in a relative line. Correct. And if if they and it's not uncommon for them to get just a little bit out of alignment. And when you when you turn and they they either pop back into into yeah. alignment, which is you know it feels the, good it too. Feels, it can it can feel great. That's why chiropractors, you know, have have jobs. Oh yeah, that yeah. feels so good yeah, when they yeah. do that. No bone crackers. I want to do a quick shout out to uh, my buddy uh, B Dabbler. He's also yeah. known as El Harible, <laughs> and uh, he does a a show on YouTube on Sunday nights called Tuki Soup. That is, I, I can't miss it. It's one of my favorite things. And oh, be cool. dabbling live. Uh, Andy, uh, Trucker Andy from WATP said be dabbling live, which is at 10 a.m. Eastern on uh, YouTube, is like what is adult Saturday morning cartoons. So check out his uh, YouTube channel. And uh, he's in the Fluid family right now and sent us a, our first super chat. So that's very cool. 
Uh, not asking for super chats. I'm just, you know, giving a shout out to a friend. Got to hang out with uh, Mr. Bedabbler. Myrtle calls him. uh, She calls his show, but uh, doesn't know to turn a radio down. And there's always um, a a horrible delay and nobody can understand anything. And she thinks it's Swamp swamp Shop. Oh, my God. She's trying to sell her items. But (laughs) she she calls him Mr. Bedazzler. Oh, my God. You surely do have a good show. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah. So check out check out his webpage or his YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. I got to hang out with him and with uh, Mr. Cardiff at uh, in Detroit. It was the highlight of the the trip, to be honest with you. And um, all right. So anyway, all right. Cool. Neck cracking. Neck cracking. Here we go. Let's see. Okay, now that's another Stacy one. We'll save that for next time. All right, here we go. This is another one from 2020. Hey, Dr. Steve, hey. Eaton, Connecticut. What's going on, man? Hey, man, how are you? Yeah, chilling, chilling. Good, good. Listen, <laughs> um, this might not be your immediate expertise, but I was thinking, why the hell do we have butt cheeks? <laughs> Every single other animal on the planet just has an asshole in the open sky. And we've got these two meaty things that mm. are a pain in the ass to clean, Get all swampy and itchy. Yeah. What the hell are they doing there? Thanks. Bye. Well, one difference is that we walk on two legs. Mm -hmm. So you need those muscles to help hold us erect. Gluteus maximus attaches to the upper part of the pelvis, which is called the ilium. And that allows for stability and helps keep us balanced. Mm -hmm. And then the other benefit to it is we can sit and we've got some cushions that we can right. sit on and, and enjoy sitting in. Yeah, we're I think we're the only animal that you know mostly walks on two legs but also just sits mm-hmm. sits on our asses. I must feel weird for a chimp though cuz they do sit mm-hmm. and they can walk a little bit on two legs. They don't like it, you know, yeah. they like to walk forward with their hands, but but I must feel weird just to have your asshole just sitting right on the ground. He's right about that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, some well, they have a tail too, so sitting. May not chimps don't. They're well, I was just thinking monkeys. Oh yeah, well monkeys yeah, do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. But monkeys don't sit on their tail though. They they'll sit on a branch with their tail behind them, kind of flopping over. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not like they curl up their tail and go, "Ooh, I you know I'm going <laughs> to make myself a cushion." <laughs> <laughs> a little spring. <laughs> yeah, we have big butts. It helps us stand upright and helps us balance when running and walking. And the other benefit is that, um, yeah, we have a few more muscles, I guess, to allow us to be continent. And it, there's a survival advantage when you're trying to avoid saber-toothed tigers that you're not just dropping loads everywhere you walk. Everywhere you walk, when they can just track you because of your stupid, you know, bowel movements flopping out on the ground. Hmm. I guess that's you know, but yeah, it, that's mostly because we we walk upright. Tacey, you got anything? Nope. Okay. Now I'm looking at an article. It says, "Which came first, the big butt or upright walking?" Well, there are other, you know, primates that do do some upright walking. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, you know, that we evolved from something that was walking some of the time. Hmm. And uh, this uh, this researcher says if big butts had come first, they would have actually impeded the act of walking. 
early hominids would have had to start walking upright before developing big butts. So, well, that makes sense. Yeah, and and the irony is um, that even though we sit on them for alarming amounts of time during the day that they developed so that we could stand up straight. Hmm. So there you go. Wow. Well, that's a good word. Wild stuff. All right. I'll give the listener a, a, a bell for that one. Nobody's got Give thyself a bell. I forgot about bells. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> All right. Here's another one from 2021. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is uh, John from Rhode Island. Hello, John. How are you doing today? Hey, doing okay, man. Oh, that's a shame. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Oh, let's do that again. Hang on. Ah, fuck that one up. This is uh, John from Rhode Island. How are you doing today? I suck, man. Oh, that's a shame. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I have a question about restless leg syndrome. Okay. So I'm not sure if I have it. I've never been diagnosed with it. But I do get this weird sensation in my legs where I feel like I can't, they can't stay still and I have to move them. Yeah. And I get, like, pins and needles. And from what I've read, that sounds like restless leg syndrome. Sure does. And I'm curious, is there anything at the moment I can do to alleviate it um, Mm. so that I don't have to deal with it all night? Thank you. That's the worst. It's awful to have that. Yeah. Now, you had it during pregnancy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Well, I took Benadryl. Okay. Okay. You took Benadryl and it, it caused it, or you? It took care of it. Oh, okay. Better. Okay. All right. So, uh, talk about your symptoms, Taze. Yeah, you just can't. I mean, you can't sit still. You can't. You're laying there and you can't not move them and pins and needles. Exactly how he described it. Yeah. It's miserable. Yeah, and you only get relief with movement, like stretching, jiggling your legs. Now, there is a thing called periodic limb movement disorder. That's a kind of a, it's related but different. Uh, you can get nighttime leg twitching, and it's uh, described by people as compelling and unpleasant. That's the thing. It's usually bilateral, in other words, both sides of the body. Mm-hmm. And it's very rarely affects things like the arms. Mm-hmm. And uh, people feel crawling, creeping, pulling, throbbing, you know, uh, tingling, as you all said. And a lot of times the sensations are difficult to explain, which actually helps you to make the diagnosis, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, don't know what causes it. Might run in families. Pregnancy absolutely is a risk factor. And when you deliver, it tends to go away. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it is um, very difficult to deal with. So what you can do is, um, you know, if you treat an underlying problem, it could fix it. So mm-hmm. pregnancy is one. Mm-hmm. Iron deficiency is mm-hmm. one. Um, so iron supplementations help some people who have iron deficiency. It would mostly be women with he- heavy flow yep. and that not-so-fresh feeling. But then you take uh, iron and it helps. But uh, there are medications. Um, well, hang on, before you get to the medications, another supplements too. Sometimes magnesium yep. can help a little bit. Sometimes um, like a, a, a B complex if it's if it's a mineral deficiency. Yep. Exercise. Exercise. And, the, and don't forget too, sometimes it can be a spinal thing like a, a, a spinal stenosis. So narrowing of the canal can give the same... Um, restless leg syndrome. Sure. They, yeah, you so. would think they would have other symptoms with that, like pain down their leg or something, but maybe not. Maybe not, yeah. 
but just yeah, you want to get you want to get seen. Least, yeah, yeah, and that's and I think that's the key to treating it is 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 do your best to identify what the actual cause is, but you and you don't always get to figure that out too. Right. So, so it's fatigue worsens it. So you have good sleep hygiene. Go yep. to bed at the same time every day. Get up at the same time. Exercise, not right before bed though. Nope. And uh, don't overdo it. And uh, again, not too late in the day. And then uh, no caffeine uh, at night and maybe cut out caffeine altogether. You can use a foot wrap. They have vibrating pads that you can buy for this. You could take a hot bath before you go to bed. But, you know, don't be ridiculous. I mean, don't burn yourself, but warm bath. Uh, you know, heat and cold packs may help. And uh, just don't resist the need for movement. That's going to make things worse. So, and then just get help. But, uh, yeah, Scott, so any sort of needling that you can do for these people? Yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes actually acupuncture can help. Just doing the needles down the legs will stimulate blood flow. Yeah. It will help to calm down the um, the restless legs at night. Okay. Sure, sure can. Yeah, and so, and then there are medications. Sure. So uh, there's uh, one called uh, Pramipexil or Mira, uh, uh, Mirapex. There's, uh, there's several other ones that we can use. You can use um, um, Lyrica or Gabapentin. Those affect calcium channels, and those are known uh, f- for neuropathic pain. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense. Some pe- times they'll give them muscle relaxers like Clonopin or something like right. that, but those are habit-forming. Right. Opioids can be helpful as well, but those are also habit-forming, and that's a dead last resort yeah, because— agreed. You're going to end up with other problems with that. So anyway, but yeah, get some help, get some help for that, uh, you know, three years later. All right. (laughs) That's from 2021. Let's, let's hit one. You got anything else from the fluid family? No. Okay. All right. Let's run down to, let's go turn. I I need one of those uh, drops with the uh, harp. So it sounds like we're going back in time. Let's go back in time to oh, yes. uh, 2015 and see what this guy's got. Yeah. I know. I have constantly talked to the athletes, but I have either issues or I scratch it until it, you know, it bleeds. Okay, he's got athletes, but we're running out of time and his audio is terrible. Uh, athlete's foot very often caused by a fungus um, refractory athlete's foot might not be athlete's foot it could be um, um, uh, psoriasis or something like that so if you've tried the over the counter um, uh, antifungal creams and try two or three of them there's ketoconazole but there are other ones there's terbenafine and uh, uh, sold by, by different names. And if you don't get any relief from, from that, see a dermatologist or even a podiatrist. Podiatrists are pretty good at this stuff. But, um, you know, Scott, you got anything for athlete? You were an athlete. Yeah. Wearing keep, the yeah. right kind of socks. Keep, keep, them, keep them dry. Keep your feet yep. dry and not let them get moist. Get wicking um, white socks yep. and wear those. Anything else you can think of on that? Yeah, not wearing. <laughs> sometimes you have to wear sandals into the shower, you know. Yeah. So that you don't right. pick it up. Yeah. You know, picking it up. And then, the, and then, for God's sakes, don't wipe your feet and wipe your junk. 
because then you're going to transfer your fungus. Yeah, you know what? Among us. Yeah. Oh. Give thyself That's a bell. That's what I'm talking about. Woo. Okay, Tacey, you get a retroactive bell for... Uh, <laughs> oh, bullshit. Give thyself a bell. <laughs> That's terrible. There you go. All right, well, thanks always go to Dr. Scott. Thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years. Thank you, Tacey, for being here. And thanks Thank for you. Topic Time. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel. Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the na- uh, next <laughs> next edition of Weird Medicine. I don't know what I thought I was going to say.